0: You're listening to the Liberty Hopecast. This is the podcast where three friends who work in the helping profession sit down together and we have conversations about big issues and little issues that we face. We'd love for you to join us for these conversations. Hi everyone, this is Hope. I wanted to introduce our guest. This is going to be a two-part episode. We had talked about having somebody on who would talk about internal family systems or IFS model of therapy. And we were so honored that Tammy Solenberger agreed to come on our podcast and interview with us about this model. So it'll be two parts. The first part we learn a little bit about how the model is set up, what are the words that are used, and then the second part, Tammy talks with us about the interactions that can happen between this idea of Enneagram, which we spent a whole season discussing, and how IFS might nicely connect with that. So Tammy is a licensed clinical mental health counselor and an internal family systems or IFS certified supervisor. She holds a Master of Arts in Marriage and Family Counseling from the New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary. As a community support therapist in a community mental health center, she worked with adults who struggle with mental illness. There, she developed a Dialectical Behavioral Therapy, or DBT, skills program. Tammy received her clinical mental health license in 2007 and shifted to a group therapy practice, where she saw both adolescent and adult clients and continued to run dbt groups in 2011 she began a private practice so we are really excited to be able to share with you the conversation we were able to have with her Hope you enjoy it. Okay. So moving on to the combination of Enneagram and IFS, <laughs> I, I was doing a class over the summer an IFS class and we had these practice partners and this is hope I'm a social five and, uh, we're doing this IFS session together and I realize cause I'm like explaining to her what's going on. Right. And she very gently just says, who's this part that's telling me what's going on. And I'm thinking that's, that's not a part that's me, right? That's what I'm thinking and then I was like holy crap that's my Enneagram 5 part that I thought was me I like I thought that was me so so then I have this whole mind blowing revelation about my Enneagram number is not me. That's not myself. That's, that's another protector. That's how I'm viewing it. Maybe you view it differently, but then since I've been doing it like that, as I get to know my parts, I feel like, cause there's this, I think it's Ian Cron who says we all have all nine types within us. We're just dominant in a type. And so I yeah. find I can relate to my parts like being, Oh my gosh, that looks, that's a part that seems like a part eight. That's a part that seems like a part two. That's a, I really noticed the character characteristics of the types as I'm exploring my parts. So the combination for me has been so, so helpful to have both models working together, but I definitely want to hear what you're discovering with it and and yeah, where you've been going in your research
1: yeah I love it that's great so yeah so I work I have to give a shout out to Joan Ryan so Joan Ryan is an Enneagram expert and she's like friends with Helen Palmer who is like a big Enneagram writer she's written a bunch of books and so Joan is my Enneagram expert, like best friend and we run an Enneagram and ISS group and we're presenting at the conference and basically what happens is Joan just starts teaching out the Enneagram and I interrupt her with reframing into ISS language and that's kind of what happens and we have a we have a good time so what what, what we are thinking, sort of what we're thinking is that, yeah, I think there is some some truth to that, that idea that we have all we have all nine parts, um, but we do have this dominant part, dominant type. So so I'm a type three, which is probably super obvious. And what when I think about my type three, I actually now I really have a part that I call three, and it's almost like my unhealthy three. Like she's like obnoxious, like she goes a hundred miles an hour, she's like everyone look at me, and I have parts that cannot stand her. Like, oh my gosh, I cannot not stand her. That's part of me. That's part of me. That doesn't like her at all. Um, but then, so, but I think, I think what we've kind of come up with is this really this a group of parts, right? So we have so I'm a three wing two, and but then I have a connecting point to nine and connecting point to six. So I have these parts that really hold a lot of those characteristics like so for me I definitely have a part that will go to nine and will just numb and distract and I don't do conflict and I'm not even here right now I'm dissociative and I have a lot I have, a, I have several parts like that so I just feel like when you think of the Enneagram and IFS this is how I'm thinking of it I'm thinking of it as like if I was to map my prominent part or the parts that drive the bus most of the time sort of drive the bus or lead the chorus or the orchestra those parts are I'm gonna find them in my Enneagram. Right. I'm gonna find a bunch of nines, I got a lot of threes, I got some twos, and I'm discovering some fours right now and sort of like, that are really like romance and fantasy. And I'm like, I don't even know where these guys are coming from, and I'm like, what is this? I don't even know. So that's freaking me out, but a part of me, a part of me is being freaked out by that because I don't even know what's happening. So, so, but I think that's what I'm thinking is sort of these, these parts, right? And I think we can find them when we, and the thing that's so cool about the Enneagram, there's so many things, but I think it also helps us find and flesh, right? Because I can yes. feel when I'm, when that three is real, I can feel her. Like, man, like, she can work a room, She is, and I can feel the energy, and that actually, as soon as I notice that, it really helps me unblend. I'm like, ah, here you are. And I love her. Like, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be talking to you right now if it wasn't for her. Like, I would no way would I have been able to do all the things that I've been able to do without her. And so I I, right, not a part of me, but I self, true self, really love her because she's awesome. And parts of me don't love her, but but I do. And so I think I think we're thinking now the type is a, a constellation of parts. And then I think that there's also sort of one of our hypotheses, hypotheses, is that the right word, If you were to interview a bunch of threes, we would have common exiles. That's a, that's one of the things we wonder. Right. So a common exile probably around being seen, not being seen. And that, so that's, that's my gap. That's my gap. Yeah. yeah.
0: And if you think about, because the Enneagram philosophy is your Enneagram type is formed by your childhood wound. Right. So that makes so much
1: sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I heard, and I'm sure enough, but I've heard that your parents are usually on like either beside you or some there's something about your parents that are going to be either like, like my mom's a two, like, and she is definitely a two. And I'm not sure what my dad, my dad is, but there's something about your parents being, I, I don't know the research around it, but it would be interesting to find out. But I've heard that, that like your parents are mm-hmm. either on a connected point or sort of a woman of your wing. Um, which I think is just really interesting. It's just fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know that I agree that self if I'm in self or like the idea that self is going to be like a combination because I feel like I can be a three and be a really healthy self led three I think so so
0: So you feel like your
1: true self is a three or tell me more what you mean by that no yeah I don't think that no I would not say my true self is a three I would say that I don't think my true self and I can be totally wrong about this so this is a guess I don't think my true self is a combination of all the numbers. I don't think that that's true. True. I don't know, but I don't think that that's really true. I think that I could be in true self and have those characteristics of a three. Like, I think I'm still going to have those. Like it's not going to be the like crazy, like crazy three energy, right? That it's not going to be that. It's not going to be part driven by that three, the energy of that three. But I think I'm still going to have a lot of. I think I'm. This is I'm all. This is all coming in my head right now. So I'm not. <laughs> I could be totally wrong about this. But I'm like I think that even in self, I can walk through life. In that three energy and feel really grounded and really in self. I just a guess. So, wouldn't wouldn't
0: maybe self be the like the key ingredient to being able to be the most healthy, self actualized three? Like at that top tier of health, wouldn't you have to have self totally. to be able to
1: reach yeah. that? I think. Well, I think. Right, because I think that you have to be unblended from you have to be unblended from those parts. are the parts that are driving that, the parts that are afraid, the parts that are protecting Exile, right? So if for three, if it's this exiles that, you know, need to be seen and haven't been seen, and when I when I self go in and, and heal those and unburden those parts, then that's going to help me be, you know, even if they're parts part to me, I, I don't know, I think that's going to help me be like a sort of like a, like if we're using the self-actualization pyramid, I think that is true because then self is going to be with those parts so that they, they're not driven by the energy of wounds right is this making any sense yeah yes. no i'm loving it I that like, makes a lot okay. of sense
2: yeah we're dissecting <laughs> we have
0: our thinking caps on and we're yeah. thinking with you
1: <laughs> I i'm thinking too i'm like mm, yeah let me well, think about this i'm thinking, thinking out loud yeah i'm saying it i'm like is that right i don't know <laughs>
2: Live action, yeah.
0: And I what know, I love, you know there's so much. I mean, the IFS I think has so much in that model, and then Enneagram has so much, and the combination just makes my yeah. five brain want to like go forever with all the possibilities <laughs> you could uh, intermingle. <laughs> totally.
1: Well, I mean- Other thing about the Enneagram that I love that's similar to IFS, this might be a big jump. But the idea though that when I realize that I have parts, right? And and then I'm sometimes driven by my parts and then other people have parts and they're sometimes driven by their parts, that really is helpful in relationships. And I think (laughs) the same thing with Enneagram, right? So I know that I'm a three and I know this is how a three moves about in the world and I'm in a relationship with someone who is a certain number, then I'm be like, oh, like it's going to help me be non-reactive, right? I'm not going to be as reactive when I'm like, oh, this is why he's doing these things. But, oh, okay. Like, so that part of him that is this type, that it actually really helps the idea of unblending. Not only I'm able to then relate to people, it helps our relationships, I think, right? So it helps our relationships with the idea that like, I'm noticing that my partner isn't, oh, my kid isn't a part, but also recognizing that, oh, that's their Enneagram type. Like, that's why they're acting that way or that's why he's thinking that way thing because he's this type, and yeah. I think that really helped in relationship yes. mm-hmm.
2: I find myself labeling my like parts so. on the number and going yeah mm-hmm. because of the two yeah combination of
0: Do you think people are more, because sometimes they get resistance from people with the idea of like multiplicity, because it's been so married in our culture with dysfunction or disorders. So do you think Enneagram can provide like an unblending tool or introduction that you can work a little bit with people like as a precursor to IFS? Have you thought about that at all? Um.
1: No, I haven't thought about that, but I, I like that idea, but then I think I would have a harder time. If- explaining the Enneagram, like if it's to therapy, I'd have a harder time explaining enneagrams than I do IFS. Like I have an easy, clearly I have an easy time explaining the IFS <laughs> and not as an easy time explaining the Enneagram. But what I do for my, for my clients, I I'm going to answer a question about multiple city, but what I do for my clients is I, and Joan would be mad at me for saying this, but she's a narrative Enneagram. So she hears, what she does is she listens to people's stories and the words that they use and the way that they talk and their energy. And she can type people because of that. But I tell my clients to take a test. I'm like, just go online, take a and then and then that which she does not want me to do that but I'm like go take a and then and then people will find out for themselves right and then they're like oh so I have a new client who came to me for IFS and I was like Take the enneagram test and she's a six and she she had her husband take the test. He's a nine. And then they did a ton of research and they that helped them so much and gave them like, wow, this makes so much sense. And I think it really helped. So that's how I handled that. So exact thing about most of that happens all the time, right? Oh, you're telling me I'm crazy. Oh, you're telling me I'm civil. And so the way I handle that is I, is I do the, the food thing, right? I'm like, I totally get it. I get a part of you would be skeptical, but it's really normal, right? Like, let's, let's say like there's a part of you you don't want to take this job and a part of you that doesn't or if it's, especially if I know the client I can say this is what I already know about you there's a part about this and a part about that it really disarms people really easily like I, I don't get a big fight about like well that means I'm crazy and I'm like I'm like actually it doesn't mean you're crazy it means you're human and normal and it's not crazy at all yeah and I, I don't think, I don't think it's as much of a fight as you think it is when we explain it in terms, especially using what we know about the person sitting in front of us. Right. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense.
2: I literally thought I might have multiple personalities at one point in my life because of all the parts until <laughs> getting actual verbiage uh-huh. and you know what I mean? Like, cause mm-hmm. the inner warfare yeah. with my parts on my inner dialogue. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'd and... be like,
2: God, what is wrong with me? Do I have like multiple personalities? <laughs> Sheesh. You know, but Um, After finding the enneagram and, and and, yeah. And, and I'm very new to IFS through hope. So um, it's pretty amazing. It's like, I I listened to your podcast with the lady from suicidal parts that you did. Ah,
1: fighting. Yes.
2: So good. And um, I could so relate to um, her saying, I, I did this inside myself for so long until I found IFS. And Mm -hmm. I could totally relate to Mm -hmm. that feeling that way inside asking You know the questions inside what why are you reacting this way why are you feeling this way what is going on with you Mm -hmm. and all of that and um yeah yeah, it's just a it's a beautiful way to get to know self better Mm -hmm. like you say
1: yeah yeah, and I think a lot of people will say that right they'll say I already I already was doing this I already had this dialogue I all this was already how I was I just didn't have language for it mm-hmm. yeah Katie and I are both nine so we are
2: feeling all the numbers <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and I do yeah. have to give you a word of caution you may have already discovered this but as a nine I've taken a test well like multiple multiple tests I have never tested as a nine i I t- as whatever. Really? I, yes. Okay. I test as whatever I am that day. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so interesting, right? Like so, whatever part, like a part of the test. So whatever uh-huh. part is taking the test, uh-huh. that's how you. Yes. That's so interesting. Never that's the so same number. And um, and I've researched this a ton, so I know without a doubt I am a nine. <laughs> even though each number that we interviewed, I, cool. I rethought. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that one. Legit. I love it. You know what I would be curious about is if there's a part of you, this would be my curiosity, if there's a part of you that really learned to like be a chameleon like that in order to like, not that standard chameleon, but sort of in order to avoid conflict. So I can take on all the qualities of all the types so that no matter who is in front of me, I can do whatever I need to do in order to avoid conflict. I don't know. That's a guess. 100%.
2: And I think that's because of that 9-3 combo you know
1: like when we're in yeah. growth we go to yeah. three
2: so we're adapting to whatever people need us to be and and be a performer of sorts
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah i thought that i did that at the three as um because my parents were divorced and my parents were so, and maybe, maybe this is true. Maybe this is part of, I don't know. This is any grand people probably kill me for saying this, but like how I became a three. Can I say that? I was, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, safe but, place. Um, but my parents were so different. Like my mom's household, like you had dinner at the table. You had a napkin. You put your napkin in your lap. You cleaned up the plates. Like that's how you had dinner. My dad's house, dinner was just like whatever. I got made fun of for asking for a napkin. Like it was so completely different and so I always thought it was because I had divorced parents I really I really have a skill where I can make myself at home anywhere I mean and then I can I can hang out with like anybody and fit in and feel really good and mm-hmm. and feel fine like um, and I feel like well I'm like Thank God my parents had divorced. I mean, thank God they got divorced for a million reasons. But, like, thank God we did because I had this adaptability skill. So uh, that's totally my three, right? my three can be, like, I can hang with whoever. Like, yeah, it's fine. I mean, and fit in and feel good. That's easy. Like, that's easy for me to do that. Hmm. And now it's just part of me that's, horrified that I just said that okay. <laughs> if you want me to edit it out I will but I, I think it was no, lovely no that's a three for you okay. uh, no, don't do any extra editing uh, <laughs> it takes forever it does and that's her tubing coming two out two like don't do that <laughs> yet. <laughs> no, no extra effort for you, you. That me to edit
2: me so it bad. For you, I
1: yeah love. <laughs> That was perfect
0: timing, all of it. Okay, so uh, I do want to ask, someone brought this up the other day and it was, do you have to love every part or can you just have like kind of a caring for it? And what is your take on that about loving every part? And then I noticed you had talked about you have parts that dislike parts of you. So yeah, I would love to hear your thoughts.
1: Yeah. So when I think about loving part, the thing that comes up for me is that often when I'm like, say I'm trying to get to know the 10 year old part that I keep talking about. So say I'm trying to get to know the 10 year old part and I feel love for her. Often for me, that's a maternal part. Like it's a, it's not self. It's, and it's really weird. You would think that's self. But it's not. It's a maternal part.
2: Hmm. Um,
1: And so then when I ask that maternal part to give some space, there's a huge sort of energetic. And maybe it's where there's like two energy, right? I'm going to help you. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to nurture you. That's actually not self. I know that sounds really weird but it's not and if you ask that part to give space there's this lightness or there's something shifts in your body that feels different and i and i would only ask people to sort of they have to feel it to really understand what i'm saying but it feels different and it's funny because I don't know that I would say self loves my part I and mean, I know that sounds really weird but maybe I would use, I just think I would choose a different word because often yeah often when I feel love it's not self I know that sounds so weird but yeah yeah and people maybe I think the other thing I would love for people to do is really experience and experiment with with for them what that feels like for self like what does it feel like when they have this self connection to their part like what does that feel like what does it feel like in their body like I notice when I'm feeling self energy towards the part then I have a really I have a softness in my face my chest and my heart feels a little more open like I have that experience and that actually doesn't I wouldn't call it love I don't know what I would call it but it's a being with it's a being with and a connecting um and maybe that's a part of me that have issues with the
2: word love. <laughs> 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 or it's just recognition and acceptance of, okay. I see you. I see you. Yeah. And you're welcome yeah. here. It's okay to feel Yeah, and
1: that feels yeah and I think it feels different it feels energetically different in your body it really does and so and I would say yeah I mean it's it's fine if other parts don't like other parts right yeah. like, clearly I have parts that don't like my three and so what I do is <laughs> I can say right I can be like here's my three my three's doing her thing and then the part of it then it's almost funny to me now right the part of me that's like oh my gosh, shut up I smile and I'm like I know I I see you I hear you <laughs> but just get some space and I'm gonna hang out with three having being connected to that part right so that might even be not even more complicated but that, that part might not need anything from me like it might not be like a burden part it might not it just might need to say that three girls obnoxious Annoying. and then I can <laughs> right. say yeah I hear that yeah and you're allowed to say that right like all my parts aren't gonna be like Susie Sunshine and you know what I think I, I used to have to be susie sunshine right because right. there's a part that had to be right the girl Susie Sunshine part and I don't have to be that so i I can have the part to be like this one's obnoxious. Okay. Yeah
2: okay. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Well I, I I mean that makes so much sense because mm-hmm. like I will say even to you girls sometimes, or my family, my, my four kids and husband, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm getting on my own nerves. I've got to go grab some air. recognition. Yeah. So great.
0: So what would be the biggest thing that you would want somebody to take away from hearing a conversation about the IFS model and how helpful it can be? Like, what is it you would really want them to be able to go home and ponder on or take away?
1: Yeah, I think I just have the listeners really just taken what the two things. One is the idea that they do have a self, they have this undamaged true essence it can be you know if you want to say it's the god essence inside of you it's the god image inside of you it's whatever whatever spiritual you know lane you're in that is that uncorrupted undamaged inside of you it's not a part it's who you are it's your essence and the idea that gives us hope, that gives us, like, I can have that as a resource we have all the time. And I can tap into that. And sometimes I can tap into that in nature. I can tap into that, you know, in worship or in, in just places we can tap into that. And so I always invite listeners to just really see and kind of notice when do they experience that? When do they feel that? And if that that's available to them at all times. I know it doesn't feel that way, but it really is. And then I would ask them, too, to just start noticing their different parts. Because we usually have a couple of this kind of main ones that run our lives. So notice the words that you say. Notice the things that you say to yourself about yourself. And start maybe just writing it down. What are the things that you say to yourself about yourself? Okay, those might be your parts. Behaviors are pretty easy. What are some of the behaviors you do that you don't like? Okay, so the part of you that eats the cookies, the part of you that eats the mac and cheese, it's the cancer or the pants so there's a, a part of you, so you just start noticing that there's a part of you that says you have to do everything you have to do it right you have to do blah blah blah, blah. and so i'm just going to start noticing those things and start noticing some of the main ones and then maybe i'm going to write those down and maybe i'm just going to start noticing how i feel towards those parts of me and begin to just start mapping just mapping those out and you know, getting to know them and seeing kind of seeing if you can maybe begin having a little curiosity towards these thoughts towards the feeling, or your big feeling person. The thing about the anagram, I want to say too, is sort of the three centers, like the head, heart, and gut. Yeah. That's a really good way of start noticing how your parts show up, right? If your parts show up in your head, they show up in your gut, they show up in your heart, right? Really noticing that, I think that's a really good way of being like, hey, you might not, it might not be a thought, right? Because you might not be a head person, right? It might be a lot of feelings, right? Notice these big feelings, and this big feeling, and this big feeling. Okay. Let's just start tracking that, right? Because depending on what center you're in, your parts probably going to show up a little bit differently. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I think that's what I would do. Start tracking and mapping and then just being really curious and then really checking in with this idea of self.
0: Yeah, I love that. And are there any resources? I mean, obviously your podcast, but are there any resources you really like to refer people to who are interested?
1: Yeah, I, um, my dog, I just remembered that this pumpkin in my on my Porsche lit up. And <laughs> so I'm... <laughs> torturing my dog with a lit up pumpkin i have the highly distracted So i love okay so yes yeah, my podcast obviously and then yeah so what i love is um tom holmes has a book called Hearts work and it's a it's a workbook that you can get on amazon and you know wherever you get books <laughs> Amazon, which is where everybody gets books. And it, it's illustrated, and I, I love it. It's one of my favorite ones. I think that, and I'm really visual, so I think the illustrations are just fantastic. Um, and I think they really make the whole model come to life. It's one of my favorite, favorite books. There are a lot of IFS books out there right now. Dick, the founder of the model, just wrote a book called No Bad Parts, and obviously that's one that I would highly recommend. Anything from Dick is going to be really good. And then my friend Allison Cook has a book called Boundaries for Your Soul, and, um, that's also also a fantastic book. So those are the ones I probably Mm -hmm. would start with those. And
2: when does your book come out again? And the
1: title? My book comes out in December. Yeah, it comes out in December. And it's called The One Inside 30 Days Mm -hmm. to Your Authentic Self. And it is really for people that are new to the model. It walks Mm -hmm. you through almost like a daily devotion where you read one word a day and each word just starts helping you Learn about the model, and ha- and and then there's like a, a mindfulness or meditation or journaling prompt every day. So it's this it's going to be like this little book. It's going to be really pretty. I don't even know <laughs> this woman that I work with who's publishing it. I'm like this book is beautiful. I don't even know how she. Yeah, it's amazing. Wow. It's so pretty. So there's it's just gonna be what I really feel like is lacking is something that's simple, that teaches the model and walks people down a path for their own internal system. So it's like here's it's a book that is simple and just helps people learn about their own their own system one word and one day at a time. Instead of telling so I think them it's gonna be good. Yeah.
2: Instead of yeah. telling them you're letting them interpret yeah, yeah. it how they it's-
1: Wow, you're giving them an experience, right? Yeah. So people can listen to the podcast, they can listen to me, and be like, "Yeah, that's great, like great information." And it is good information for you to have, but you really need to experience that, and it yeah. is completely changes when you have an experience. And so I think that's what my book, and I think I think ISS in general is a really experiential model. So I can mm. teach you about ISS, or I can show you how to do it, or I can or I can yeah. do it with you. That's I
2: love awesome. that. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I can't wait.
1: Yeah. And we would love to
0: if you I know me too. Yeah, if you wanna come back at any point, if you would be willing to, we'd love to when it's closer, when it's just come out, to talk about it some yeah. more, then we definitely wanna um and I'll I'll start recommending it to all my clients, your book. I'm excited about that. That's awesome.
1: Oh thank you so much. And I would love to come back and hang out with you girls. It would
0: be so fun. That's really awesome. Thank you so much. It was great. And hopefully we can talk Thanks, again girls. soon. <laughs> All right.
1: Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Bye. All right, everybody. We hope this was as helpful for you and enjoyable as it was for us. And so until next time, I'm Hope. I'm Katie. And I'm Mary. And you've been listening to the Liberty Hopecast. We hope this podcast was helpful for you. As always, the show notes contain tips regarding today's topic and links for resources, as well as links for how to get in touch with us online. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving us a positive review on iTunes as it helps others find our show. We'd love for you to join us again for next week's conversation.